0: Well, hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood. It is I, Allison Rozell, and I am your hostess. I am the creator and founder of this podcast, and I am so excited about today's episode. This is something that I have been wanting to talk about for a long time. Um, Now, I don't know exactly when this episode will air because I'm I'm different when it comes to recording my podcast episodes. I record them and then uh, see the alignment, see how it feels, if that makes sense. So, you know, this may end up being like the fourth episode for all I know. But for now, (laughs) this is one of the first and I've been recording for um, the new podcast. So, I've remixed my format to if what you've been used to me doing is just strictly audio. And I decided that I want to do more than that. I want to do some video because number one, I like YouTube. And you can listen to audio on YouTube, but I just think it's better when you're on YouTube that you have a video, right? Yeah. So I will tell you, those who've been following me for a while know that I look at notes And I talk to you and I look at my notes and I talk to you (laughs) because I want to make sure that I'm giving you the message that I have the intention to give. So (sighs) I'm just so excited and I have to calm down so that I can get through this message (laughs) today, but we're going to have fun. And incidentally, this podcast is not just about me. It's all about you. So I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to know how you feel about the podcast, how you feel about the particular episodes. Plus, we've got a Facebook group specifically for the podcast. And guess what the name is? Anybody want to guess? That's right. It's the sacred pathway to liberated Black womanhood. Yes. So all you have to do is click the link that's in the show notes and it'll take you there. You can join the group. And the free Facebook group is basically so that we can get into a deep dive and talk more about the episode. So let's jump right into this juicy topic. So today's episode is called why am I still single? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That is the episode. It's why am I still single? Or you may do like I do sometimes and be like, why am I still single? Let's talk about it. So the reason why I wanted to choose this, um, some people might be like, well, what does that have to do with the liberation of black womanhood? I'm so glad you asked. So what it means to me, Basically, I had to liberate my mindset on how I viewed relationships, how I viewed or um, thought about my role in relationships. I did a lot of um, shadow work and soul searching to kind of understand things about myself that (laughs) to be very honest um i wasn't always willing to acknowledge about like my personality and everything because you know of course to me i'm great i'm fabulous there's nothing wrong with me but and i'm not saying that something is wrong with me but what i'm saying is i have to start being honest about some of the reasons why um I may, in fact, be single. But by the time we get to the end of this discussion, you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from when we talk about this. So let me make sure I got my notes pulled up. And we will dive right into this conversation. So why am I still single? This is a question that I've asked myself. And quite honestly, this is a question that has been asked of me um, in dating, like guys will ask, why are you still single? Um, and I used to really, really hate that question because I never really had an answer. <laughs> I never had an answer for it. You know, they would say, well, you know, so tell me, why are you still single? And usually my answer, cause I'm just a straight up person and I believe in being transparent and honest as I possibly can be, I would say, honestly, I don't know. I guess I just haven't met the right guy, which could be a good answer. Um, But that was always my safe answer because I remember listening to, I think it was Michael Basden. Um, and he was talking about this very topic of why are you still single and he said ladies when a man is asking you why are you still single he's asking that with a purpose and so then I started getting like super nervous when they asked me that question because then I'm like uh what's the best possible answer I can give so I don't come off crazy? (laughs) Not saying that I am crazy, but I'm not denying it either. Um, I think we all have a little craziness, but it also, for me, I used to look at it as a gotcha question, like, oh, I'm about to get you on this question because I want to make sure that your ass ain't crazy as a bag of whatever. So I tried to pick the safest way to answer that question. All the while, I will be asking myself that same question. Why am I still single? So when I started doing this work, I had to kind of think about past relationships that I've had. And when I go and I look at my life as I'm 45 now, the woman I was in my 20s and 30s, she wasn't in the right emotional, mental, or spiritual state. To have married anybody and that's just me being real um I yeah I I was and still am a good woman Um, and I've been told I've been told by the guys that I date that I'm a good woman and my friends of course will confirm I'm a good person Um, but the kind of man that I needed um, then I wasn't necessarily attracted to. And when I say needed, like, you kind of want to be with somebody who can help you see where you are so that you can decide if you want to level up, you know, if you want to elevate, you know, raise your vibration, raise your level of thinking and everything else. So that kind of man, I wasn't ready for him. I just wasn't. Um, I wasn't attracted to that type of guy. And I really felt like I should have been, but I just wasn't. I was attracted to the guys who were just as fucked up as I was, if not worse. <laughs> so, you know, talking about growing with somebody, I, I just... That just wasn't me in my 20s and my 30s. I absolutely had more growing to do, more maturing, um, more evolving to do. I was ignoring my calling back then, especially in my 30s. My 20s, I really had no clue. In the 30s, I kind of had an inkling of what I was supposed to be doing, but... um, it was a a different um, way, I guess you could say, that I was thinking. So I was kind of ignoring some things about myself while I was trying to find myself in my 30s. I wasn't doing too well, y'all. I wasn't. I wasn't doing well on that at all. So, um Yeah. I just, um, in my 20s and 30s, I I just wasn't ready for that. I wanted to. I mean, I was engaged in my mid, early mid-20s, after, you know, shortly after I had my son. I was engaged. Didn't happen. But I'm actually glad that it didn't. (laughs) Because I honestly feel like he and I would have been divorced. And I don't think that divorce would have been pretty um Just being real. And he and I both have, like, evolved and changed a lot, of course. Um, but we just weren't compatible. And I ignored all the signs, as I did with almost all of my relationships. I ignored the signs that this is not the person for you. So... I had more evolving to do i had more growing to do i had to learn some hard life lessons first of all well let's just start here so this let's go to this particular conversation i had with a guy friend of mine and this was like a few years ago when he and i had this conversation he's he's single i'm single. We are friends. (laughs) We don't see each other in a romantic way at all. Um, And that's fine. You know, people will be like, well, sometimes that's the best thing. It can be. But for he and I, mm, I know him too well. And the things that I know about him keep me from wanting him. (laughs) Just being honest. But he and I had a conversation um a few years ago and we were examining why we were still single and you know because i know black women and black men often i mean if you go to any uh feed where you see like uh you know like farrah uh gray or um especially michael based and he talks about relationships a lot um, and I think it's great that he does because it forces men and women to kind of have somewhat of a dialogue about um, relationships. However, um, you know, when you're posting on like social media and stuff, people sometimes say things that they would not normally say to someone's face, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. So anyway, he and I were talking about this subject. And um, so he, of course, is ranting and raving about, you know, women, black women in particular, um, as to what's wrong with us and and why, you know, we don't recognize a good man when we see one. Um, we always talk about wanting a good man, but then we want the thug. Uh, we, you know, won't date short guys. <laughs> we, you know, or this or that. And so I was like, okay, hold up, hold up. Let's rewind, let's go back. First of all, I am five foot 10. I don't want someone that I have to look down to. Sorry, I just don't. He needs to be my, at my level, at least. You know, he could be five nine, we can get away with that. Five eight is pushing it. Five seven is a definite hell no. I want someone I'm looking in your eyes and not looking down to look in your eyes. Thank you very much. (laughs) I don't think that's too much to ask. So, as he's going on and on, and he's talking about this of, of women, and I'm listening to him because one thing that I've learned when we're having conversations like this between men and women, we have to take the personal part out of it and just listen. Because sometimes men will say things that will let you know, oh, okay, so if he's saying this and another man I've seen has said the same thing, apparently this could be really a problem. And that's fine. We all have to be open to receive this information. So here's what I told him. I said, okay, I get what you're you're saying. Um, and at this time, I was under the whole mentality of most men probably aren't interested in me because I'm a big girl, you know, I have natural hair, you know, they say they want a woman with natural hair, but they really don't, and all this type of stuff. So I just laid him out with this one. I said, Okay, so I hear what you're saying, but men tend to be a little more superficial, so therefore. They want you to have a body like a stripper, sex them like a porn star, cook like Betty Crocker, or you know, like they mama or grandmama, clean the house, work a full-time job, always be in the mood no matter how tired or sick you are, um, and be there to tell him he's great all the time. So if I'm doing all that, what exactly are you doing for me and so of course he (laughs) didn't like what I had to say and he's my friend but we didn't talk for a couple of days because he kind of got mad at me for that one but that's how I feel at that moment now again this was years ago when we had this conversation So as I started thinking about this more and more, especially once you get on this spiritual journey, you start examining a lot of things and and really thinking about these topics as it relates to relationships. So the number number one, I have three points. So the first point is many of us um, are still single. And I'm going to touch on this from the point of me being a woman who was single and has never been married. Now, for all of you ladies that are divorced, doesn't matter if it's one divorce or you have a couple of them under your belt, you might find something relatable in this as well. Um, so point number one, the reason why I can say for myself, I'm still single, is because growing up, I had no relatable examples of what a real relationship should look like. Well, I won't say no. I won't say I didn't have any. But I have, I come from parents who got divorced. Um, They got divorced when I was a teenager. They actually were supposed to divorce when I was in elementary school and did not. They decided to stay together for me and my brother, which by the way, like the worst thing you can do, staying together for the sake of the children. That's a discussion for another time of how I feel about when people stay together for the sake of the children. Um, but that's what they did. And I'm, I, I try not to be judgmental on that. Um, but what you have to also understand as the child that grew up in that household, Kids aren't stupid and we don't give our children enough credit to know when something's not quite right. Um, We try to mask it and act like everything's good when it's not. But that's, we're going to go, we're going to go on. We're going to go on. So when I say no relatable examples, so there are some of us that might've grown up in single parent households. Some of us, may have grown up where, just like me, your parents were together up to a point in your life, and then they got divorced. Um, And unfortunately, in the Black community, the family unit has been compromised in a lot of cases. So I grew up with a lot of kids that are now my age, who were from single-parent homes, who weren't able to see their parents in healthy relationships. And so we carry a lot of the baggage and trauma and drama from our families. We just do. That's why you got to do that root chakra work to kind of clean all that stuff up. Because if you're growing up in an environment and you never see a good man, well, I won't say a good man because my dad was a good man. It's just he was not the right man for my mama. <laughs> and she was not the right woman for my daddy. Um, When you don't see your mother or father in healthy relationships where it's, it's love there's a friendship, there's a kinship, there's a a connection. Um, You don't get to see them being affectionate with one another, um, or talking to each other, having like just conversations, not even, you know, nothing sexy or nothing, but just having like dialogue and talking to each other and being best friends and everything else. So I didn't get to see that in my household Um, although when I think about it, looking back, my parents did love each other. It's just that they, I think their biggest thing was they didn't know how to really verbalize what it is that they really wanted from the relationship. And I think they both went into the relationship not being honest with their expectations Um, and they just, I don't think they really knew how to do that. They just knew they, you know, during that time you got married, you know, so they got married (laughs) and then had my brother and then me. So, um, so that is a lot of the issues of why a lot of us are still single is because we just don't know how to be in a healthy relationship and that's on men and women we just we just don't know. The healthiest relationship example that I had that it was kind of up close and personal because you know, I got to see when you start looking at your parents, when I'm looking at my parents and compare them with other people who I see whose parents are married and together. Um, and then I look at like my mother's parents, you know, my grandfather, was a very um strong-willed man and he's old school and you know they old school <laughs> they would all talk crazy to each other but between my grandfather and my grandmother it was all love um because my grandfather when he was on his deathbed um. Said the most beautiful things about my grandmother, and because she passed before him. And he, I remember him talking about how he couldn't have asked for a better companion in life, a better best friend, a better love, and just all these things that he was saying about my grandmother. And it was just so, just like, touching to hear that. And then I started thinking as I've gotten older and I've replayed that moment of hearing him say these things, I think to myself, how different would my mother and her relationships have been if she were to actually have seen my grandparents be loving toward each other and not just when no one's around. Um, how different that could have been for her. But I know my grandfather loved my grandmother because there was nothing in this world that he would not do for her. <laughs> just that simple. She needed, she wanted, she got it, period. It, it, there was no questions asked. So, why I'm, am a lot of us single is because we just didn't have those examples of real relationships. Second thing is the bigger problem. Um, I had no relationship with self. I didn't know me. I did not love myself enough to be able to receive love from someone else. Um, I barely liked myself, truth be told. Um, So, you know, let alone loving myself, you know. I didn't know me at all Um, I knew some things, but I didn't have that intimate relationship with myself, that spiritual connection between, you know, myself and my God. Um, To be able to know what I really, really wanted out of a relationship. So I didn't really know myself, and I didn't even think that I really had permission to explore anything about myself, to know my likes, my real likes and dislikes, what I expect in a relationship, what I will accept in a relationship. Um, so it took me to reach a certain level of maturity to be able to even have the the desire or thought process to do this work excuse me so I had to go in and really really think about this stuff and as I've gotten older I'm now at a point where it's like I know exactly what I want I know exactly what I want I know what I deserve because I always felt unworthy Um, I dealt with feeling unworthy. I dealt with feeling, you know, unattractive, not sexy, not alluring, not anything, not desirable for anybody. Um, I just always never felt like enough. And it's so funny when I, before I got on, I wanted to pull a card to give me some direction in this conversation. And I pulled a um, One Manifesting Fertility Goddess card. Pull that there. <laughs> Didn't want to go woo on you. But yeah. So the uh, One Manifesting Fertility Goddess deck by Aviola Abrams. So the goddess that showed up is Anahita. Anahita. And it's Alignment and it is, um, the affirmation says, I am enough. My energies are balanced and I align with nature. That first sentence, I am enough. Even saying it now, it gives me chills. Because when I was in my 20s and 30s, I never could say that confidently. I am enough it was hard i i had abusive relationships you know verbally abusive not well i did have physical abuse before i don't really want to talk about that but um just to 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 even think that i'm enough and that i'm worthy and deserving of a man who can love me the way I want and need to be loved. And to know that in order for me to have love or rather receive love, I need to be love. And people used to say that, well, you are love. And I'm like, what does that mean? But I now understand that if I'm standing in my power, If I'm saying I am enough, if I am claiming and standing in the fact that I know that I am worthy and deserving of juicy, abundant love, (laughs) then yes, I am love. I was created in love and not just the creation of love between my parents, because like I said, yeah, my mom and dad did love each other. Not just that creation, but the creation of love between the divine God and Mother Earth to produce man and woman, for man and woman to come together as one and create life. That's love. It's it's just love. So... That was something that I had to do the work on, is building a relationship with myself and understanding I am enough. That was a huge part of my growth and liberation. And the last thing was unrealistic expectations from both men and women when it comes to relationships. So like I said, I told my friend, I was like, if you want me to do this, 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 that, and a third. And then I, in turn, as a woman, am expecting you to do all this other stuff. My expectations of you are high. So when you come in as your authentic self, I'm telling you, this is where you got to be but this is as far as you can go. And some of these expectations are coming from that damaged, traumatized person who didn't have those relationships to look at, who doesn't love herself and realize that she is enough, whether she has someone in her life or not. And I'm setting the bar super duper unrealistically high to something you can never, ever come to, which is perfection. Because I not only see myself as not enough, then I'm looking at you as not enough. And therein lies the problem. Because then nobody is good enough. So I had to sit back and say, okay, what do I really, really want in a relationship? And I had to get really, really clear. So you have to establish what you want, what you don't want. We spend a lot of time focusing on what we don't want. We can't focus on the when or the how because those are both out of our control. We can't control how we meet somebody or when we're going to meet them. Those are all divine. What we can focus on is what we want, what we need, what we don't want, and we also need to focus on our why. why? do I want this relationship? Am I wanting it to fill a void that is unfillable by a person because I've had relationships before and I still feel that void? Hmm. I've had that conversation with myself. Are you trying to fill a void? Are you trying to be with someone because you feel like you're just supposed to be with somebody that you... Um, are not supposed to be single and that you can't find joy or happiness or bliss in being single? Are you wanting a relationship for the reasons of you don't want to be alone? Yeah, some people do that. I've done that. Just don't want to be alone. I'm tired of being alone. So I'll just take whatever comes to me. And usually that ends up one, 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 one. <laughs> just yeah. So you gotta get clear on your why. You have to get clear on your why on anything that you aspire to do in life. And your relationships need that same attention of why. Why do you want this? Why do you, why do you want to be? In a relationship and then you also need to talk about and think about what do you bring to the table so it's a lot of what's in this you you the what's and the why's the wins and the how's those are out of our control and the who kind of control but don't (laughs) You know, the who, you're in control of the who when it's the wrong who. And you're picking them because you're desperate and lonely. But you're not when you're attracting the right who. Even though you're attracting them, they're divinely chosen for you. Because I do believe there's somebody for everybody. But I also believe not everybody is supposed to be married. Funny, huh? (laughs) I don't think everybody should be parents. I don't think everybody should be married. I just don't. I don't think that that is realistic for everyone to have that. Um, Some people just don't need that. So then that brings me to my next thing. Since I've never been married, The age of 45, I'm now beginning to question, do I even want it anymore? And it's not because I've given up on love because I definitely have not. I still really want to be in a relationship. I'm ready for a relationship. I've done a lot of the work emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Um, I have my expectations. I'm not looking for anyone that's perfect. I'm not looking for anyone to fill a void that is unfillable by any human. But I'm beginning to wonder if I really wanna be married to anybody because all my life, I've always had people in the same household with me. (laughs) And this is just me being honest. I've never lived alone. Like, I had my own place, but I had a child, so he was there. Yes, I had those moments where he would go and stay with his dad or stay with his grandparents or whatever, so I got to have like a week or more alone, and I loved it. But he was coming home, so I've never lived alone, and even now, like. You know, I live, this is a generational home, so I have my mom and my aunt here, and my son is here because, you know, COVID happened, and he was supposed to be moving out of state, and that did not happen because of the coronavirus, so he's kind of stuck right now. Um, Bless his heart. So, I've never lived by myself, and right now, I have a goal by this time next year to have bought my house and to buy it where I live alone and be able to to afford to put my family where they need to be. When I say family, I mean like my mom and my aunt put them in uh, their own places where they need to be. And I really want to live alone and have that time. And it could be that Maybe for a year, it's great. And then after a while, I'll be like, okay, I've done this. Now I'm ready to get married. I don't know. Um, But I also like the independence of being able to do what I want to do when I want to do it and not have to run anything by anybody. So I don't know. The whole do I still want to get married thing is kind of up in the air for me. It really is. Especially once I turned 45, I started really thinking about that. I was like, ah, I'm doing pretty good. I don't really know if marriage is what I really want. I want companionship. I want a relationship. But I, I kind of like the fact of knowing that, you know, he goes his way and I go mine at the end of the day. <laughs> kind of like that. I don't know. But now it's a desk what I really would like for you to think about is first of all why do you want to be in a relationship if you want to be in a relationship why what's your why then think about what do you bring to the table think about what you want and need from that relationship and also what you don't want but if you've always focused on what you don't want you pretty much have that down pat so you don't really need that list but the others you do so I would start with why what you want then in turn what you bring to the table and Really just examine that for yourself and see where you are and see how how does, how does does it look? How does it feel? And even if you just, you write it down and you say it out loud, like how does it feel in your body when you say that? Because I can almost promise you, some of you want to be in a relationship for all the wrong reasons. And if you don't have that secure relationship with yourself, if you don't have that spiritual connection to the divine from the crown to your root, then you will remain lonely and searching for someone to fill a void that they can never, ever feel. So that is why I am still single. <laughs> Because now, since I have my why, what I want and don't want, what I bring to the table, my singlehood is intentional. I refuse to settle. I'm not looking to settle for anything less than what I really want. You know um not saying that there's not room for compromise on things because of course there is like I said no one's perfect but I, I have to feel that um because I've I've met some guys and I after I talked to them I'm like mm, yeah we might need to stay friends because I don't see this. And then after a while, I'm like, okay, we don't even need to be friends, bruh. You, you tripping. So (laughs) cut that off. But yeah, at this name, at this stage of my life right now, oh, my cutoff game is tight. (laughs) We'll cut you off. Cause I don't, I don't want extra drama and stress for no reason in my life. I just don't want it. Don't need it. Uh Uh-uh don't want it. So I want you to really, really think about that. And then let me know what you think. You know, when you go into the Facebook group, let's talk about it. Let's see, you know, how we all, you know, feel about that list of our whys and our whats, you know? So whenever somebody asks you, why are you still single? Now you can give a definitive answer. Still single because haven't met the man who will do this, 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 and this. While I understand that not all men, this, 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 and this, this is my desire. And I have room for compromise and growth. There you go. So that's all that I have. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Like I said, leave me a comment, tell me what you think, depending on what platform you are listening to this on, because of course, on YouTube, you can leave a comment, you can like, leave a thumbs up, and subscribe, and share, and when you get to the different podcast platforms, everybody is different, so I don't think on Spotify, you can really do much of anything, but I know on Apple Podcasts, you can comment, you can review the podcast, Um, But on all of them, you can share this podcast. So share it with a friend and let them get in on the conversation. And we'll all just talk about it. So how about that? But thank you so, so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. I'm so very excited to talk to you again. I have missed doing a podcast so, so much. I love this. And I thank you. I thank you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I will see you next time on The Sacred Pathway to Liberated Black Womanhood. Bye for now.